0: WAJR FM. This is the talk of the town from Morgantown to Clarksburg. If it's happening, we're talking about it. Call the show toll free at 1 800 765 8255. Now, here are your hosts for the talk of the town Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi.
1: Good morning. Welcome into the program Talk of the Town with Dave and Sarah. Multiple ways you can participate in this show: 765 talk, 800-765-8255 is the phone number. You can text us three zero four talk three zero four. We're on the Twitter machine app. Dave and Sarah A M is our Twitter handle. Coming up, bottom of the hour, we will visit with the president of the International Firefighters Association, Local three thirteen. They represent firefighters here in the city of Morgantown. Jason Nice Warner going to join us. Uh, We are going to get into Morgantown's proposed FY21 budget today. And the reason we're going to get into it and the reason we're going to be talking to Jason Nicewarner is part of the budget not only includes a 10% fire service fee increase, that's not even the lead, but a reduction in firefighter staffing. So we're going to get into that, get the union's reaction to that. The budget will be up for first reading at Morgantown City Council's meeting tonight. We also have tickets to give away to the outdoors show, West Virginia Fishing, Hunting, and Outdoor Sports Show, coming up this Saturday and Sunday at Milam Park. Two more tickets to give away today. And I've got a story from right here in the Mountain State correlating with our outdoor sh- outdoors show ticket giveaway today. Yeah, you've probably already guessed it if you've seen my Facebook feed. We'll talk about that uh, coming up in just a bit. Uh, Your calls, texts, and tweets, always welcoming. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. The phone number, 304-TALK-304, is the text line. Quickly, just a couple of headlines, then we'll get into our subject at hand. Um, Following up with Corey Ferris yesterday on the show, WVU Police with stepped-up patrols, more visibility on campus, trying to, again, reassure folks that campus is indeed safe down at the legislature time is winding down governor justice will next see the bill the tim tebow bill has passed both the house and senate now headed on to the governor there are limits on those who transferred from public schools into homeschooling there are some limits there Um, i think everybody can live with this bill now uh, as it has been finalized also, a bill that we've been keeping an eye on. Uh, members of the Senate Health and Human Resources Committee are scheduled to take up the House bill today. That'll cap insulin costs at 25 bucks a month. Uh, budget still being discussed. Much more going on down at the legislature. Hoppy Kirchville will have it all covered for you. Metro News Talk Line coming up from the belly of the beast. Accident on Route 50 yesterday sent two people to the hospital. <laughs> this is my favorite story of the day. A man in Harrison County. 54-year-old Anthony Grooms tried to steal an ambulance at uh, United Hospital Center. He got about four feet uh, and crashed into the hospital. He's been charged with grand larceny. Not a good day for him. Uh, Kimberly Reed was in Morgantown speaking yesterday. Revenues up a little bit in February statewide. Of course, you can get more information. Oh, uh, Tammy Marple, the former Harrison County Magistrate, will not be on the ballot in May. She has been removed after her abrupt resignation last month. Now, of course, you can get more details on all those stories and much, much more over at the website, WAJR.com. Morning, Sarah.
2: Morning, Dave.
1: Sorry, I had to get through all of that before I could say good morning to oh, we you. had a lot of headlines today. Oh, we're going to have a lot more. We're going to have a lot more coming up as well. Uh, I mentioned, again, I like doing this to you and not running it by you. I've got a story that uh, correlates with our uh, ticket giveaway to the Fishing, Hunting, and outdoor show. Okay. And it's from right here in West Virginia, from Uh-oh. southern West Virginia, actually. So okay. we'll do that. Uh, we got Jason Nice at 933, so we'll give the tickets away next segment. How do you, how do you feel about right. that?
2: Sounds good to me. All right.
1: That's fine. We'll do that coming up. Uh, yeah, okay. We'll get into it, and then we'll uh, revisit it. Morgantown City Manager Paul Brake, during his interview up in Royal Oak, Michigan, Sarah, described himself as a futurist, as a forward thinker. Reducing staffing levels for the Morgantown City Fire Department to 1968 levels to the Johnson administration? Seems like quite the opposite to me. This administration and this city council has paid nothing more than lip service to the fire department. They've said they want to be dedicated. They appreciate the hard work. In fact, they passed a resolution a couple of weeks ago. That only covers 2020, but gives the firefighters what state code says they are entitled to as far as benefits go for uh, holiday pay and being compensated for working holidays. But actions speak a whole heck of a lot louder than words, don't they? In 2017, the city of Morgantown accepted the SAFER grant, and everyone knew this day would come. Everyone knew. In fact, there is an exact day the grant runs out. Everyone knew the city would have to take on the cost of the new firefighters hired under the grant. The city manager assured everyone at the time, oh, we'll figure out a way. We'll figure out how to generate additional revenue or allocate more revenue to the fire department so we can maintain these staffing levels. But three years has come and gone. Nothing was discussed. There have been no public meetings to discuss the possibility of, what, increasing fees, a levy, any idea. Have you heard any idea at all on how to... Retain current staffing levels. No, you haven't. And yeah, it'd be easy to blame the city manager, and he bears responsibility in this. But this is on the seven members of Morgantown City Council. And if you've been behi- if you have been behind the scenes trying to make it happen, my apologies, but you're guilty by association. Did Council make this a priority? Did any one of those seven council members bring this up? Where's been the discussion for three years? How do you get a budget to first reading that has a 10% increase to your fire service fee, but you're going to reduce levels back to 1968? How do you justify adding a plethora of full-time positions, department heads, a horticulturist laborer to your staff, but you can't find money? For the fire department? You can build a kayak facility, you can't fund your fire department. You increase spending overall by 5.1%, but there's no money in the budget to fully fund the fire department to maintain staffing levels for a city you try to tell me is growing? Well, the answer is simple. It's incompetence. I like to say it's either incompetence or corruption. I've given up on the latter because I don't believe it at all. It's pure incompetence on the city council. The seven people you elected, Morgantown, let this happen. Now what do you do? The budget's up for first reading. And don't even get me started yet. Where was the budget meeting? Where was the budget priority meeting? Where was the discussion? Where was this discussion? No, it comes up for first reading tonight. And once it passes first reading, you're not making major changes. This is on the seven members of the Morgantown City Council and their incompetence. Do we
2: have a minute? Can I actually no, read? Sure show. Uh, The Well, I wasn't sure about here, looking at the clock. (laughs) Yeah, we're good. I want to read this. So this is directly from the uh, city manager's budget message. Direct quote here, I'm not. The budget assumes that fire department salaries and benefits for the Safer Grant employees will not be maintained going forward and the 12 positions will be eliminated through attrition. Fiscal year 2021 budget assumes only six of the 12 employees will be funded for the full year, while the other six positions are not funded at all during fiscal year 2021. Minimum staffing requirements through the SAFER grant will be maintained through November. I just wanted to because you 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 kind of started your rant there, but I wanted to give people some idea of uh, the specific language around some of the context of that, and uh, it it is David is just so mm, I, I can't wrap my brain around this. Per what? usual, how many times do I say that? <laughs> I need to find a new phrase, but I'm really struggling to understand whenever oh by the way two bullet point not even one bullet point later staff changes this is part again of the notes from the from the city manager on the budget staff changes include three new positions including two full-time equivalents code enforcement is adding a new housing tech for rentals which will allow the city to move to annual rental inspector da, 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 da. Um, Part-time recycling manager Now there is some grant funding for that But okay Due to a $25,000 grant opportunity The city added a part-time recycling manager Beginning in 2020 And they're planning to continue that in 2021 So do we also still have the grant money for that? Do we have a plan for that moving forward? Because this also started from a grant funding opportunity I remind everyone Um, In addition to new positions, there's promotional pay increases, all of these things. And of course, and, and I don't think people should get pay increases to meet inflation. People should get pay increases. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, how can we not, when we're talking about safer communities, how are we not funding our basic first responder positions, including the fire department? In this particular case, specifically the fire department. And then again, to your point, Dave, meanwhile, I think there's going to be a a raise to the fee.
1: The service, the the user fee? Yeah. That's not in there this year.
2: It's not in there. We
1: thought it was coming, but it does not appear to be in there.
2: But we're going to be seeing some changes, and, and, and I don't understand when we're looking at some of the funding that is being suggested to come in, why are we not allotting that funding for our staple, basic infrastructure priorities. And this is what we talk about all the time. Before we can talk about these beautiful green spaces, before we can talk about uh, any type of these sort of bigger political agendas whenever it comes to whether or not we should legalize marijuana within so many feet of, I'm I'm, I'm now being facetious, but (laughs) before we have that conversation, we need to have a conversation about basic safety of our communities. This is basic.
1: Let me... I want to focus in on firefighters specifically today because we're going to have time to talk budget overall. Sarah, you got to have a conversation first. At least last year, the Morgantown City Council held a priorities meeting. Granted, it was on a Sunday. Granted, it was at the Botanic Gardens and it was 9 o'clock and there's no archive of it, but at least there was a meeting. Did any... Did I miss something? Was there a meeting and nobody knew about it concerning the budget and specifically how to pay for firefighters? Because three years ago, the city manager assured everyone on that council and assured everyone that was sitting there that night, we will figure this out. We've got three years to do it. And now the time has come and your solution is, well, I guess we'll just, as these guys retire, we're not going to fill their positions. By the way, there are four open positions already. That have not been filled yet. And what happens when you don't have that staffing level, sir? What happens to the ladder truck? Remember the ladder truck they bought three years ago? And that's been staffed with these firefighters through this Safer Grant? What happens to it? Well, you you can't use it. Because and you don't I'm have sorry. the staff
2: to run it. When I was saying fees, and and I, I, I think you and I had a... Oh, are you talking fire am talking about fire the Service? fire fees. Oh, yeah,
1: that's 10%. Yeah, I'm not talking about how much
2: is coming out of your check if I'm you're sorry. working yeah. in the city. Yes, the fire fees include a 10% increase for residential, commercial, and tax exempt classes of property and will go into effect beginning July 1, 2020. So, yes, that fee is also being raised, yet we're losing half of our firefighters i just i please i need this explained so
1: we'll talk to that's jason what, what we're be talking about, I guess but. he is the president of the local firefighters union we'll get their take on it by the way they're still involved in a lawsuit with the city because they weren't compensated properly for holiday pay for how many years we'll talk to jason coming up bottom of the hour coming up next we're going to take a deep breath yeah we're gonna we're gonna let that marinate and i'm gonna give you tickets not just me sarah too I'm going to give you one, and Sarah's (laughs) going to give you one. There's two, right? we got a pair of tickets to give away to the West Virginia Fishing, Hunting, and Outdoor Sports Show March 7th and 8th at the Ruby Community Center in Milam Park. And today's challenge, we're going to put you on air. Kyle, don't forget, we're going to put them on air today. Today's challenge will correlate to a story from southern West Virginia that I'm going to bring you on the other side of this break. All right, go ahead, call right now. 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. We'll take caller number three for the late, great Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Caller number three, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. pair of tickets to the Outdoor Show coming up this weekend if you play along with us on the other side of this break. we firefighter and budget talk at the bottom of the hour. nine twenty one. Dave and Sarah, we're worked up and just getting started.
0: Now, back to the talk of the town on WAJR.
1: Bottom of the hour, Jason and Iceworth are going to join us. The president of the uh, local firefighters union in Morgantown will discuss these proposed staffing reductions. Coming up Saturday and Sunday, uh, the West Virginia Fishing, Hunting, and Outdoor Sports Show. Hey, Sarah, did you know what's up at the uh, Ruby Community Center at Milan Park? Is it? Did you know again? there are 150 vendor booths?
2: What? There are?
1: Did you know that, let me see what else, uh, admission for most people is nine bucks. Really? But for our great audience, those of you who are lucky enough to get through, it's going to be free because we're going to give you a pair of tickets. Um, I told you the challenge today. let's, Let's bring our winner on. Hey, Libby, you there? Yes, I am. All right, Libby. We like to give tickets away, but we don't like to give it away for free. I mean, you know, you got to earn them, right? That's
3: so, right. if you
1: will indulge me, this story is out of Fayette County, West Virginia. You know where Fayette County is, Libby?
3: It's in the southern part of the state.
1: That's more than enough. That's all you really need to know. Bill <laughs> Humphrey and his wife say that before the October, they were out hunting on October in October of 2019, when they photographed what they believe to be. The legendary creature himself. Some call him Bigfoot. Some call him the Yeti. Some call him the Ape, We will refer to him as the Squatch. That's right. According to Bill Humphrey, a local coal miner, hunter, and a former Marine, the encounter occurred in late October in the woods near his home where he had set up a hunting blind. On a series of consecutive nights, food that he put out to attract game had been disappearing more quickly than usual. Everything was gone within hours. All of it, he said. So he spent the next two nights in a deer blind, hoping to catch the culprits, perhaps some game. He set up a cam, hung a light, pointed it downward, and what he caught on his camera shocked him. A Bigfoot. Now, of course, the picture is blurry, it's out of focus, and he's standing behind a tree. But there's no doubt, Libby, <laughs> it is the famous Sasquatch. So, if you would like these pair of tickets to the hunting, fishing, and outdoor show, give me your best Bigfoot Sasquatch oh, call. Oh, my. Call them in, um, Libby.
2: Well, I, I wouldn't. What's a Sasquatch? I guess Libby's gonna tell us. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That's a good one. That was.
1: Um... That means there's no wrong answer, Libby.
2: Oh, there you go. Here, sweetie. Here, sweetie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Libby. That's
2: the best. You definitely win. You get the tickets
1: to the uh, West Virginia Fishing, Hunting, and Outdoor Sports Show. Pair of them. March seventh and eighth, Ruby Community Center. <laughs> swing by the radio station to pick him up. Hey, thanks for playing along.
0: Thank uh, you. It was amazing. <laughs> I
1: Appreciate it. Thanks, Libby.
4: Okay.
1: <laughs> uh we got your information. Just swing by. We'll have them up front for you at the desk. Kelly will uh take care of you there. Thanks that was so much. Wonderful. All right. Got another set to give away tomorrow. <laughs> I was that was wonderful. Do you remember when you were a kid, the old Bert and Ernie skit? Uh Ernie's sitting in the boat. Here, fishy, 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 fishy. You weren't a Sesame Street kid? I don't remember
2: that. Really? I'm sorry. You're not
1: a Sesame Street kid? I mean, sure, I am. I just, I don't remember You that. who was on a traveling Muppet circus it or something? It was not
2: a Muppet. It was a puppet. <laughs> there is a difference.
1: Weren't a Sesame Street kid? Oh, by the way, just to uh, wrap the story up.
2: <laughs> yeah, tell us how that ended. Uh,
1: Humphrey thought it was a bear because it was tall enough and it cast a shadow when it passed in front of the light. But the light was nine feet up, so whatever it was, it was big. Uh, he had the same encounter the next night. His wife didn't believe him, by the way,
2: oh
1: until goodness. she saw it. She said, I had 104 chickens, then we realized we only had 60. There's no sign of them being killed, no blood, no feathers. So Bigfoot apparently likes the original recipe.
2: <laughs> so ridiculous.
1: He's out there, Sarah. He's out oh there. Oh, my goodness. He's out there. Oh, my goodness. Coming up, we will uh, get back to firefighters, budget talks, and staff reductions. Morgantown taking a step back to the Johnson administration under this proposal. Uh, We'll talk about it with the local firefighter union president, Jason Nicewarner. Right now it's 930. Let's get an update from the Metro News Anchor Desk. Find out what's happening all across the great state of West Virginia.
0: We're talking about your town on W.A.J.R. You know, speaking of budgets, we must have got an
1: increase, Sarah.
2: Because listen to this I know. Music. We, we
1: got some new music. We got mm. some new rejoins. New voice guy. We weren't involved in those discussions either. <laughs> Morgantown's uh, FY21 budget is up for a first reading tonight at City Hall. That meeting begins uh, 7 o'clock at a feels like it's going to be a lengthy one. Uh, Part of the proposed spending plan, $39.1 million spending plan, a 5.1% increase over last year. Part of that spending plan is the phasing out of several positions within the Morgantown Fire Department. Quick recap, back in 2017, Morgantown accepted the SAFER grant, $1.7 million, I believe, $1.7 million grant. We're able to hire uh, 12 new firefighters with that money. With the knowledge... The grant would expire. There was an expiration date on that. And the city had three years to figure out how to maintain those staffing levels. Well, we've reached that point, And apparently the plan is to allow those positions to go unfilled as uh, firefighters retire through attrition, more or less eliminate the positions. Joining us now in studio, i got to take a deep breath, is the president of the City Firefighters of Morgantown International Association of Firefighters, Local 313, or local union president, Jason Warner. Good morning, Jason. Good morning. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, doing well, okay. <laughs> might be a little bit yeah. of a loaded question, given what I just said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, first of all, what was your reaction, and what was the reaction around the department as this news started to uh, trickle through? So
5: honestly, you know, over the past year two years, we've heard rumors of we might lose six of these guys through attrition. Um. And then also we've heard rumors that we're going to keep all 12 guys. So when I found out this on Friday, it was very shocking that we were going to lose all 12 guys through attrition. Uh, the feel in the department is just downright disappointment, honestly. Uh, it's a irresponsible move on city administration's part and council's part to take us back to standards in the 60s. And with the way the town's growing, the city's growing, it's just an irresponsible move.
1: We knew when those 12 firefighters were hired, there would have to be something would have to be done, whether that is finding new revenue through fees, whether that's, you know, there would have to be something done. Was there any talk or would the union have been involved in any talk along the way? Because that that seems like something union would be actively wanting to do would be to maintain staffing levels. Uh, absolutely,
5: uh, the union is always willing to get involved in some sort of talk like that. Uh, it's just the only talk that's been happening over that is maybe a few blurbs here and there during a the council meeting. That hey, time's getting near. We need to figure out something. You know, we got to fund these guys, and it's just all been talk. There's no no real action plan to support that.
2: So, when did you get this information? And how did you get this information? Was there, was there a conversation? Was there a meeting? Was there a phone call? How did this, this shake out? Uh,
5: I just got that information on Friday through a, uh, a source that released it to me. Uh, it was all sent out to department heads, I believe, on Friday as well. Um, and I know, I believe, the date on it, it looked like it was sent to council, I believe, on Tuesday which I don't think they addressed anything at their committee of the whole meeting on Tuesday.
2: So you read about it in the city manager's budget message? Yes. Okay. No conversation in advance? No. Okay. I think that's important. (laughs) Well, well, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here. I don't don't want to get you into the middle of our conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're talking to Jason Eiswerner, local uh, 313 Firefighters Association president. So what... Happens? What's what's the, what's the effect if, let's assume, you lose twelve firefighters through attrition through retirements, you're back to nineteen sixty seven sixty eight Lyndon B Johnson administration levels. Lose six. No, you'd lose all twelve.
2: You'd lose all twelve.
1: Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's all twelve. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So, let, let, what's the effect on the department from a firefighter perspective? It has a
5: huge effect. So NFPA seventeen ten states that we should have at least 15 firefighters to fight a structure fire within eight minutes on scene of that fire. That would definitely take us back to, like you just said, 1967 standards. Uh, It's going to take our manning back down under the 15, which, of course, isn't safe for us, but it's not safe for citizens if, you know, unfortunately someone is entrapped in a structure fire or anything like that. Uh, Also, it would take out of service one of the ladder trucks that we were able to put in service because of these extra guys. So we would be back to one ladder truck. And also, NFPA 1710 states that you should have four firefighters on every fire engine. Well, that would take us back to most of our fire engines only having three firefighters on it. And also something I think a lot of the public and community don't really understand about the Morgantown Fire Department is we do more than just structure fires. We run car wrecks. We run rope rescue, confined space. We're all first responders. Uh, a lot of us are EMTs. We have a couple of paramedics. So we're seeing all the drug overdoses. We're running on you know, what happened last week, the, the gunshots, the unfortunate killing of the WVU student. We're on all of those calls. And people don't, you know, don't realize that we, we do everything that we do.
2: Okay, so if we lose these 12 positions, it will be the 12 people that came in specifically with this grant in mind. Or is there a chance that you would keep some of those individuals, but you would lose other personnel? How how does that decision get made?
5: So the way this is proposed is we would lose these positions through attrition. So everybody that was hired under that SAFER grant would still have a job. It's not going to be through layoffs. It would just be when a person retires or resigns. That position does not get filled.
1: Gotcha. Okay. What happens to, because we heard a lot about uh, during the annexation debate, I hate to bring that up again, but we heard a lot about ISO. We heard about homeowners insurance rates. And the one of the advantages to being part of the city was the Morgantown Fire Department. So if staffing levels are reduced, you lose a ladder company. What happens to all of that? is that affected i guess is the question yes it
5: could when uh, iso comes back in and does a review again it could definitely you know take us from a 2 that we are now take us back up to a 3 or possibly a 4 that manpower definitely helped the the second ladder truck in the city definitely helped and you know that like you just said that's a big a big reduction on insurance rates and it was certainly a an attraction to anybody that was in favor of being annexed
1: What can you, excuse me, I got tongue-tied there. What can the union do now? What can the firefighters, is there anything you can do at this point?
5: Uh, Basically, what we're trying to do is get the word out. We will be at the council meeting tonight to make sure that, you know, council members are aware. Uh, I personally sent each council member a letter via email, making them aware of the situation. Uh, Also, anybody in the community, that lives in the city, call your council member, email your council member, make them aware that you're in favor of public safety and that we shouldn't be losing these 12 positions.
1: Can can you stick around? We got to take a break. You don't have to go on a call or anything, right? You're not in. No, no, I'm off today. Okay, so I'm good. All right, good deal. Jason nice Warner joining us in the studio. He's the uh, local firefighters association president. Got a couple of calls coming in. We'll get to those on the other side of the break. We'll continue this conversation as well. Nine forty two eight hundred seven six five talk 800-765-8255 is the phone number. Back after this.
0: Join the conversation at 1-800-765-8255. This is the Talk of the Town on WAJR.
1: President of the uh, International Association of Firefighters, Local 313, Jason Neiswarner is junior, joining us in the studio. I want to get to these calls, and, and I wanted, Jason, I wanted you to stick around to, uh, to hear them and even respond if necessary. Uh, but first, I have one more question. Morgantown uh, Fire Department, uh, not the Morgantown Fire Department. The union, I guess would be the proper way to say it, still has a lawsuit out there against the city for uh, improper compensation for holiday, working holidays since, what, 2012, I believe, right? Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah. But yeah. I, I'm my statement's correct, though, right? Yes. There, there is a lawsuit pending. Yes. From a union perspective, does this feel in any way retaliatory or tied to that lawsuit in your opinion
2: oh might have put him in a bad.
5: (laughs) (laughs) the only thing i can say about that or want to say about that is i hope it's not retaliation i really do i hope this is just the city administration trying to not be able to find funds to to fund these guys i really hope it's not retaliation
1: all right, let's go to the phones. Uh, this is Barry Bledsoe, a city councilman in Fairmont. He's also a first responder. Hey, Barry. Hey, how you doing? Doing well. You know,
4: I was listening this morning, and, and I obviously don't have a, a dog in this hunt. I'm not a uh, Morgantown City resident. I'm, I'm not on the Morgantown Fire Department. But um, knowing city government and being a firefighter, volunteer firefighter, actually, but knowing what we do, i, I got to really say I am absolutely floored that they're looking at reducing staff. Um, And if anybody who doesn't understand the fire service, you have to know that this is gonna put the firefighters who remain, if they cut these positions, in in greater danger, as well as the citizens. Because when you have fewer hands on deck, basically, at a fire, uh, you've got less people watching your back, and it's gonna put them uh, in 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 a dangerous position. And I just can't imagine that there's not something that city administration of Morgantown could do to place this issue on a higher priority, uh, even if they have to cut some things that are not as important. They may be important to some people, but in the bigger picture, not as important as providing adequate fire service for the city of Morgantown.
1: Hey, Barry, I appreciate the call. I got a couple more I want to get to before uh, the top of the hour here. Jason, anything to add before we move on?
5: Uh, Barry's absolutely right. Uh, the more hands we have on deck, the the easier of a job it makes on us, and the safer of a job it makes on us, and not just us, but also the the community as a whole.
1: Barry, appreciate it very much.
2: Do you think this sets a bad precedence too for other municipalities? Yeah. I, I just say that because he was a, a Fairmont City Councilor. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
5: I, I feel like you know if other places do apply for a safer grant and are granted that award, that you know this puts in other city council's minds that hey it's okay to accept this grant for two three years however long the grants for and then just you know see it go away I fully believe that our our congress uh, congressmen and and our senators that are in DC right now don't approve these safer grants every year and approve the funding for them under the impression that we're gonna give out a grant and then once it's over you know these guys are gonna be lost
1: the idea is Basically, to front front you the money to get your staff where you need it to be, and you've got three years to figure out the rest. Yes, and, yes. And, and Morgantown hasn't figured it out. Let's go to Charlie in Morgantown. Hey, Charlie. Good morning.
4: Hey, Bud. I have very stolen part of my uh, questioning, but <clears throat> I have a question: How many new apartment buildings, dormitories, homes have been built since 1969 or whatever that stupid? council uh, number fixed <laughs> and what would happen <laughs> uh it's nasty to even think about it but what would happen if the fire department said okay we're going back to 1969 we'll take care of all the buildings that were here then and and uh, you have to get somebody else to worry about the new ones."
1: charlie appreciate the phone call but you get his point
5: yeah exactly and and like i said earlier you know NFPA 1710 says it takes 15 guys to be there on a structure fire just for a basically a normal residential 2,000 square foot home once you get into bigger bigger apartment buildings townhomes you know a medium-sized home you're looking to at least first on scene you want to have 28 guys you go to a high-rise that's seven stories or higher you're wanting to have at least 43 guys right there on scene within the first eight minutes. And, you know, that 43 number first on scene in the first eight minutes is going to be hard for us to ever attain. But, you know, going from, from the 15 back down is is definitely not favorable for us.
1: Charlie, appreciate the call. Let's squeeze in Susie before the final break. Good, mo- uh, good morning, Susie.
3: Good morning. I want to make two points. First okay. of all, Quickly. my son is a fireman. From Morgantown, and people don't realize that they can be at a family event like his sister's graduation in 2014 when there was a huge apartment fire. He had already worked like I think it's the 48-hour shift. He got toned out because of it. I though he can't say it. The minute I read this, I thought this is retaliation because they're wanting the back pay that. They deserve, because they do work hard, and they put their life at risk, and they drop things and time with family. And I, I strongly feel because of the population, they have the user fee now. And one of the things that they was saying for the user fee was to help with the infrastructure of Morgantown, the fire department, the streets, all these things. But now they're trying to do this. To me, it's retaliation.
1: Susie, appreciate the phone call very much, as always, dear. All right, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Let's squeeze in a final break. We'll wrap it up after this.
0: Listen to the Talk of the Town podcast anytime, anywhere on WHAR.com. That's our new in-house band
1: told you the budget <laughs> went up. I didn't know. Jason nice Warner has been uh, with us in the studio this morning, president of the local firefighters association city council meeting comes up tonight. And um, can we expect a firefighter presence down there this evening, Jason?
5: Yes, you can. There's going to be a lot of firefighters there. Hopefully their families and, and children as well.
1: Uh, we got a minute left and we've been talking about some pretty heavy stuff here, Sarah. So, With about a minute to go, Jason, that you can tell on the radio, what's your weirdest firefighter story that you can tell on air? Because I I got an idea that, you know, there's probably a lot you can't. Wow, you caught me off guard. Yeah, I know.
2: I thought you were gonna tell him a Bigfoot story or something, Dave.
1: I mean, well, I mean, we could. Time's running we're out. We're not gonna now. have time anyway. Yeah. You ever save a cat from a tree, or like somebody got their uh, foot <laughs> stuck in a faucet,
5: or? Yeah, that, that always happens. There's always, there's always cats that get stuck in trees. Um, something we always have to tell everybody is, you know, you never see a uh, cat skeleton in a tree. They'll eventually come down. Um, so, but you know, I I can't blame people. They get worried about their pets. Uh, we've we've had to try to get. You know, a mama and her ducklings out of drains before. Um, See, do you just, do more than structure. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> like just you all said. kinds of stuff. So basically, <laughs> when no one knows who to call,
1: they call the fire department. Jason, we appreciate it. Hoppy's coming up next. With
3: Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.